Turn with me, if you would, to the propers for St. Andrew's Day. They are found not where my marker should have them. Um, on page 22... Sorry. 226 of your prayer books. So look at the collect or the prayer for this feast day, if you would. God gave, we're acknowledging that God gave grace to Holy Apostle St. Andrew, that he readily obeyed the calling of thy son, Jesus Christ, and followed him without delay. I would like to encourage you to notice the word readily and the phrase without delay. Students, I would like to challenge you to see if you're ever that quick with anything when it comes to school. But all of us should challenge ourselves. Okay, look at the gospel. Let's just look at it. Jesus sees Simon and Andrew. Now, this is not the first time they've met. But at this point, Jesus says, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. That sounds like readily, readily rather, and um, what's the other phrase I gave you? Without delay. And then, just because we got to get a little bit more in the story, Jesus sees two other brothers, James and John, sons of Zebedee. They're working with Dad, and he calls them, and they, what? Immediately left their nets and their father. And you're th- okay, those of us that are fathers are thinking, oh man, I don't know about that. <laughs> you're like, well, where do you think you're going? And that's when, you know, that's when the light shines, you're like, oh, okay, go ahead. Um, so what I wanted to emphasize was the immediately, the straight way, the readily, um, and without delay. I'm afraid that probably, now mind you, I'm not saying let, let's get rid of wisdom, let's get rid of forethought or contemplation about decisions. But when God Almighty is standing in front of you and says something to you, it's time to listen. I would suggest to you that today we are standing in front of God Almighty. Here's his altar, his throne. Christ is on the throne. When we come to the Eucharist, when we come to the table, when we come to the word of God read and preached, we need to come with ready ears listening and obeying. Probably, for most of us, he's not saying drop everything and go to Timbuktu and become a missionary. But, St. Andrew, one of the reasons he's chosen as the patron name or patron saint of our school and our church is that he is the first evangelist. You don't see it here, but in another gospel passage, Andrew hangs out with Jesus long enough to go, wait a minute, this is the deal. And what's the first thing he does? He goes and he gets his brother Peter and says, you got to hear this guy. He is the first evangelist. So our calling, every Christian's calling, is to be an evangelist. Not necessarily a gifted speaker. Not necessarily someone who gets up and you know, preaches and people fall on their knees and beg forgiveness and come to the rail asking for baptism. 
Obviously, I don't have that gift. But some people do, but if we don't have that gift, it doesn't relieve us of the responsibility to be agents of Christ in the world. I know some of you are thinking Marvel Comics and yeah, but or Mission Impossible. But in some sense, that is the the gist of our job. It's just a lot less flashy. Except for those guys that get up and you know people fall on their knees and Uh, But for most of us, it's just living life in obedience to Christ, opening our mouths to speak what we're about, inviting others to join us in the worship of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We are in a season of special mission, if you will, in our church. We're in the REC 100. It's our church's uh, uh, emphasis to plant 100 parishes uh, in the next season. There's not a whole lot of parameters, just like, let's be about this. Let's be out there planting churches, evangelizing, bringing people to know the gospel. And by the way, our church is old enough to have a lot of uh, uh, more inner city type parishes that are a little uh, less than uh, uh, energetic. And so we've got quite a number of REC 100 mission revitalizations going on. And that's incredibly encouraging to see what's happening and what God is doing. I've shared this before. I'll just briefly share one of our friends, Father Melton, Father Tony Melton, moved to Atlanta just about a year ago, a little over, maybe a year and months, year and a quarter. And they just had, of course, COVID got in the way, and they just had their first um, opening service with the bishop there to receive them as a mission of the diocese. And there were over 100 people there. He's averaging 60 to 80 people a week. That's crazy. It's also Atlanta, and it's a little crazy. But um, it's so encouraging to see. Now, yes, we're on the left coast, the cutting edge of all things nutty, weird, and stupid most of the time. So the ministry out here is going to look very different than the east coast and the southeast. Doesn't mean we shouldn't be encouraged, and it doesn't mean we should give up here. So... Our hymn, one of them, I can't remember which, I think it was the gradual hymn, Jesus Calls Us. Jesus Calls Us. Jesus Calls You. And Jesus Calls Me. We are all called. We are not all gifted as evangelists. But we are all called to be, in the way in which God has gifted us, evangelists. Now, you might think, having done this for a couple decades, that I might have heard a lot of excuses, and I have. One of my favorites was about singing. Well, Father, you know, I just want you to know I'm not really a singer, and I know we don't have an organist most of the time. Thank you, Dr. Cooper, for being here. And, um, and Mrs. Cooper and children. Um, and, and he says, I just want you to know, you know, I'm probably not going to be singing very loudly. I don't want you to be offended. I'm just, even if you don't see my lips move, my heart's there. Totally trust me, Father. When this blessed brother left us to move to Tennessee, he had to have been the loudest person in the parish. Just belting it out for all he was worth. And I was just so thankful to God. Because my answer to him was, you know, if that's the case, then I might not put you in the choir. But God does say, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And any noise you make, 
Glorifying God is fine with me. Our closing hymn today, you'll, we'll see it a little bit later, I think answers that thing, that, 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 that um, um, pushback for my sermon today. You say, well, yeah, Father, that's nice. You've been getting up in front of people for years. You know how to talk. You know how to whatever. You know how to offend people. You know how to say the wrong things. You know. Um, and so I get this excuse of, well, yeah, but not me. I'm not educated in that way. I don't do that sort of thing. I'm not a people person. Whatever the excuse. Um, the closing hymn was written by a friend, Christopher Hoyt. Um, it's quite something. Not by the wisdom of this world, not by the warriors clashing arms, not by the great ones of the earth, our Heavenly Father's kingdom comes. Not by the foolishness of God, by weak ones who unceasing pray, excuse me, but by, by uh, who unceasing pray, thine is the power, their constant creed, their hymn, non nobis domine. Not in the firstborn nor the fair, not in the angels' legion ranks, not in the tempest nor the flame which ravaged Horeb's rugged flanks, but in the still small voice of calm, in Jacob's bested wrestling mate, in Jesus Christ the crucified, the power of God has been displayed. From suckling lips ordain thy strength, thy beauty from despised things, thy power from martyr and from maid, thy majesty from infant kings, Thy brook yield up to shepherd youths the dread Goliath slaying stones. It's a great line. That we the poor, the base, the weak. May glory in the Lord alone. Unto the one whose altar coal made sinful lips of prophet pure. Unto the one who to the blind, the leper, and the lame brought cure, unto the one whose wind and fire on frail apostle, apostles was outpoured, unto the one in three be praise as then, as now, as evermore. Isaiah saw the vision of God and he said, I'm dead. And the angel brought the coal and touched his lips, you're purified. And God said, who am I going to send? And Isaiah, that fool, said, hey, here I am, send me. That's supposed to be you and me. Amen. Oh,